You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahomin Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer, and joining me today is Jill, of course. Say hi. Hello. Yay! We have liftoff. Excellent. Wow. Okay. Phew. So on our, <laughs> I'm always happy when it, you know, kind of goes yeah. mostly flawlessly. Um, yeah. On our program today, we are going to talk about midpoints, which on occasion over the last 90 other episodes, I do, you know, slip up and mention them. Um, because I know in my own practice, I do use them a lot, I guess. Um, and as I sort of put in my little preamble up on um, my website and stuff, it's uh, sometimes, you know, there'll be something happen in a client's life and you're looking at the chart going, huh, I don't really see that. Why is that? And it can, it isn't always, but it can be uh, a midpoint is being triggered. And so midpoints represent almost like an aspect um, but they are, um, uh, you know, they're not using the traditional uh, Ptolemaic aspects, which are the assembly, which is a conjunction, uh, the uh, square, the sextile, the trine, and the opposition. And so a midpoint can has nothing to do with the number of degrees between two planets. It's, it is just literally the midpoint. Yeah. Well, which, which is the number of degrees, you're, you're kind of adding them together and dividing by two to get the midpoint. Exactly, exactly. And, and, um, and yeah, I mean, it's energetic, right? Because yes. the planets represent energies, and you're finding a point where those energies actually, they connect in a different way. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're joined in a different way than you, by aspect, sometimes by aspect as well. Exactly, which, yeah, they can yeah. double up. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I think I use mine, use them more for transits than for the natal chart, unless yeah. the natal chart doesn't have a lot of aspects. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, for instance, I think we talked about a chart either last week or the week before. And, you know, it was, it looked like a planet was unaspected. Well, yeah. I think for both of us, we both went, hmm, I wonder if there's a midpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let yeah. me just pull up a diagram that I created for folks. So this is, if you go to the YouTube channel at the end of the day, I will have uh, this talk up there and you can see, um, or else go to my website, cardinalastrology.ca under the radio tab and go down to episode 91 and you can follow along with the visuals that I've created. So. What I've got on the screen is just a blank wheel with, you know, sort of sign divisions without any signs in them. So let's say we had a planet at 17 degrees of the second house and we had the moon at 21 degrees of the fourth house. Well, lo and behold, those two come together at 19 of the middle sign in the third house. And so, yeah. 
it's a really simple calculation and there is this would be called the I think they call it the near midpoint and then there's a far midpoint correct yeah essentially you'd, you'd use the conjunction with the, the exact midpoint or the opposition to it yeah yeah and always just within one degree yes the orb is very tiny um, there's no slop allowed in midpoints and um, once you start working with them, you'll realize that, no, that's true. You know, if it's more than a degree, nah, you're not going to see the effect. And then I give another example up here. I've got the sun at 26 degrees in the 10th. Uh, Saturn is at 21 degrees in the 7th. And so the midpoint would be 8 degrees in the 9th house. Yeah. Now, at the bottom of this page, I also show what can be called uh, a midpoint tree, which, um, and I've got some examples that I'll show here momentarily of, you know, because the computer software that, that is out there, and even just the free sites that you can go to, you can have it generate uh, the midpoints for you. And they will also usually do a page, uh, which can be called planetary picture, but more commonly midpoint trees. And so in this diagram here, I show, you know, let's say Saturn is sitting on, or it's either in the opposition, the conjunction, or sometimes squares are also included. Um, and so Saturn will connect to the midpoint of Mars, Jupiter in this example, and also, Venus and Mercury. So those kinds of co combinations can be evident in a person's chart. Yeah. Yeah, and some of them are, are not obvious because the degrees are very different. Like yes, yeah. They're not two in the 20s and then something in between, but yeah, something doesn't look like it has any relationship at all, but then... Yeah. It's just math. It's it is just, just math. math. It is just math. Hiding the circle. Yeah. Okay. So what I have is, here's my um, chart. And so um, I asked my uh, software, and I use SolarFire. Um, and so here... In the actual program itself, of course, it doesn't use the, the three-letter or, yeah, three-letter abbreviation for the planets. It uses the symbols, but uh, when you output it, of course, you don't get the symbols, which is too bad. But this is the list, and what I like about this particular sequence that it prints out is this is the planetary sequence. So if, for instance, I, you know, somebody is asking me about relationship, well, I want to know where is the Venus-Mars midpoint, right? You know, is this couple going to have some hot sex or not? <laughs> um, you know, so you can use this particular sequence to locate very specific midpoints that, you know, I mean, that's just one example, but you might want... Um, you know, like Venus, Jupiter, or, you know, where is the Jupiter, Saturn, which would be, you know, successful hard work, or, you know, if, if it's a um, athlete or something, you're going to want to look at some of the Mars midpoints. And that, yeah, that might be more useful for um, transits. Yes, um, true. Yeah. When are they being triggered? Um, yeah, through 
the degree you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. So there's this list and then the programs. Okay, so I'm going to have to stop sharing because I tried doing this before and it did not work. So I'm going to do that and then go back to Zoom and then go back to sharing. Isn't this just wonderful on a radio? <laughs> okay, so um, so the other list that computers will put out um, is one that's degree-based. So for instance, in my chart, the very first midpoint in Aries is Jupiter MC. And what this does is, and then it also puts in where the planets are. Um, and so, for instance, here I've got Pluto. And you can see immediately that, um, here I should do notation here just for, all right, where are we? There's my line. Okay, so Pluto, and look at this. We've got Jupiter, Neptune midpoint, and there's the planet Pluto. So this list puts it in degree order, and so you can find the conjunctions uh, fast, and you can also see if there's other things that link up to it. Yeah, so these lists make life just way quicker, because I, um, Jill was saying she was having to manually calculate, poor baby, <laughs> which is a lot of work. <laughs> To make these lists yeah. happen, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I don't have a printer, so I can't print mine off. But um, yeah, I, I tend to use the ninety degree. Yes. Um, yeah. Instead of three sixty, because it simplifies what you're looking at. It does. It does. But that means it also includes the squares. It does, and, and yeah. when I when I find one, I do check to see if it's a, if it's a direct. Right, or the square, yeah. yeah. If it's a square, it's like, okay, yeah, but I don't count that because there's enough without that. Yes, and exactly. We, this, is, this is a big class. rabbit hole um, because yeah. if you looked at that list, you could literally um, plot on the outside of your own chart and have every degree mean something, yeah. which would be insane. Yes. Yeah. It's a bit like people who put every asteroid and every, yeah. you know, black yeah. hole in the, in the universe on the chart. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Too much information. I like to keep it as simple as possible, but I do find midpoints are useful, you know, adjunct. Yes, they are. And, and like I put in the little blurb, you know, sometimes there's a puzzle and it's like, nothing is really obvious. And sometimes it'll be the midpoint that sort of clarifies yeah. it okay so just to give you an idea of the kind of information um, I did put up on uh, my midpoint trees and I will talk about a few of them so um, yeah so let me see now and so this is like just within oh I know before I get to that let me talk about some of the authors um, and in my experience, it was literally a German astrologer in Kamloops back in the day when I was doing this full time, who came into the store where my office was and uh, brought this book to my attention, um, which is, um, this I is, yes, oh, and you have a blue covered one, I know, <laughs> <laughs> and um 
this was for quite a while the definitive work on midpoints um but robert hand in his book uh, horoscope symbols also went through and did midpoints and apparently so did michael Muncasey. Um, yeah he wrote a book called midpoints unleashing the power of planets and when I was researching this for, you know, sort of uh, how to describe what a midpoint is, I ran across, and I've been to this woman's site a number of times because she does write a lot and it's very straightforward and to the point. Uh, Cafe, the astrology, ca no, Cafe Astrology? Yeah, Cafe Astrology. And uh, it's up on my website, Her the link actually to her page. And she has... Um, put out for free her interpretations of all the midpoints so you know for a person who wants to just kind of dive into this and have a look at their own midpoints um, that would be a really simple way to access yeah I haven't seen yeah. Mon Casey's book but no I, have, I haven't I have Robert and symbols yes yeah 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 and, uh, and it's always I think helpful to get different people's interpretations take, yeah exactly come up then come up with your own as well yeah well and you do if you've worked with them for a while okay yeah. so um right i was gonna do so where do we use them we use them like you were saying jill in transits i find them particularly helpful in sinistry because yeah. uh i mean there's a number of things you can look at when you've got two people standing with each other um ooh, there's a topic Composite yes. charts. I was just I, thinking that when ah, you said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's. I don't think we've covered sinistry yet. No, we really haven't. And so between two people, um, you know, you can just sort of go through, you know, do, do their moons talk to the Mercuries? Can they talk to Venus like each other, et cetera, et cetera? Um, but sometimes, you know, you can have this wonderful side by side. Um, and that it be completely off, right? Like it just, it's like oil and vinegar or something. So sometimes it will be the midpoints that are getting triggered. Sometimes it's once you put the two charts together, which is this composite, um, it creates an entirely different thing. <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. composite is basically the midpoints of those people. Exactly. Planet. Yeah. So it is a midpoint chart. And yes, I, you know, I've had that experience, uh, somebody I was with for a short time. Time, yes, standing you know, side by side, it looked uh, wonderful. <laughs> but, well, the composite, if, I, if I'd seen it for anybody else, I would have said run far and run fast. Fast. And course, you know, <laughs> you never listen to your own advice. <laughs> of course not, of course not. <laughs> so I had a particularly poignant um no, that wasn't a midpoint. That was just sinistry. Yeah, I had a client whose um, her and her child were just, it, it was uh, not good. And But that was just a direct hit. That was her Uranus on her child's ascendant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not, those, those, mm. those are worth looking at for yeah. sure. The, the uh, chart comparison, the sinistry yeah. of people. Yeah. Does but midpoints can be incredibly helpful because they can point out, do, you know, be aware that, you know, you're going to, to me, when I describe it in couples, it's like a button, right? You know, and know that you have the capacity to push 
this button and then I describe you know what the midpoint is and they'll be like oh and you're like yeah you might not want to be doing that <laughs> you know but know that you could <laughs> you know yeah. yeah 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 we've all got lots of buttons yes we do and so <laughs> knowing what they are okay so in my chart I just to give you some examples so this would be my personal wiring and so, for instance, I've got Mars, which is, by traditional aspect, not aspected at all. It's at six degrees of Libra. Um, it does make a quasi 45 to the sun, but that's it. Um, uh, but it does sit on the midpoint between the sun and Pluto. So Mars equals sun Pluto. So is it possible for me to work to exhaustion? Maybe. Um, is it possible oh, for me? <laughs> and I often do, yeah. And people just like, wow. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I I am no. a, a, but you know, when I was younger, I was very lazy. I do have Saturn in the same sign as the sun. And so, yeah, but my. Also, given that you are a Scorpio and you're talking Pluto. Yes, yeah. Well, that intensity. Yes, that yes. Yeah. That is, is yeah, you know, yeah. going to add to that tendency to excess that, yes. know, that Scorpio tends to do, do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. So I also have Moon equal Mars Saturn. So this says weak will, depression, and lack of courage. And I have to say that at times I have fallen into all three of those holes. Um, it does happen. Um, and that occasionally when I do choose to do directed activities, that circumstances in my life make it difficult. And also that I do have difficulties with men. Um, and so that might be the reverse if it was a guy's chart and you might substitute the word woman there. I'm not sure. But it will point out, you know, difficult things, but sometimes really good things. Okay, so another aspect that I have is, I have some nice ones. Ooh, this one I really like. So my MC, which is uh, my 10th house cusp, it equals Jupiter North Node. And so being liked by others in associations or societies, I'm on the board of a bunch of things and treasurer and blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm supposedly liked for being adaptable, desiring for true contact, which is interesting. It's like for me to connect to somebody, it has to be, there. Ha you know, like people that put on airs or... Uh, like, for instance, cancer rising people, sometimes I'm just like, what? <laughs> you know, because, and they're protecting themselves for good reason. I am Scorpio. I do have Aries rising. I could run all over them. It's true. Um, but I do better when I can, I have that sense of clear contact. Um, and one of my favorite things, and this comes out in this midpoint, is I love connecting people, right? You've got, you need X. I know why, let's get them together. Yeah, and that's that midpoint. So yeah, it, it can point to very specific talents or challenges. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and it's really looking at the nature of the planetary energies it's bringing yeah. together. Yeah, right? you're marrying those two together, it's exactly. Like a, well, it's like a triad too, if you've got yes, something the third. It. That's right. You've got 
three energies that are coming together. So it's yeah. like a triangle yeah. of energy that have to somehow yeah. negotiate. negotiate together. And, and, you know, so not always. Like, um, I have some particularly, you know, challenging ones. Like I have, uh, okay, so here's one. I have Venus equals Mercury Mars. And uh -huh. um, I've got my best friends uh, here staying with me right now. We're about to go out on our on my boat. Yay. Um, so this gives me verbal quick. I can, but I can be forceful and I can be cutting. And so I was trying to find if there was a more succinct word to put with Venus equals, like you were saying, that three combination. And, um, and so what she said, her experience of me was a lack of awareness of others in terms of empathy. And I think she's correct in that. She says, you're way better at it now. Um, and I think that's true too, I hope, <laughs> you know, but we do learn, <laughs> we do learn exactly. And so, I mean, sometimes you might find, you know, a difficult one in your midpoint trees, but it's like, okay, pay attention. You know, they're, uh, we have choice around these energies, but being totally unaware or just going la la la, not such a good idea when they're challenging ones. Yeah. 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 And I think too, it's, in, it's particularly interesting to look at the nature of the planet that's on the midpoint. I mean, if it's mm -hmm. sun, moon, or, or Venus, the, or Mercury, your personal planets, you're yes. going to experience yeah. it much more personally. And if it's involving some of the outer planets, yeah. it can be very intense. It intensifies yeah. very personal energy. So yeah. I think and, and, yeah. and with looking at who's involved. Really. Exactly, exactly. So in that particular combination, both Venus and Mercury and Scorpio, and it's combining it with Mars, which rules that Scorpio and my ascendant. So that's a pretty intense threesome yeah. you know and which to me is and here's the other side too is to me it's well isn't everybody like this and you're like no guess what they aren't but all those three are personal planets <laughs> yes exactly so all about you, right? yeah this is my experience yeah so how would i know what yours is because yeah i'm coming from my place right yeah so that, that i think is part of that Exactly. And so developing that ability to step back and see yourself, um, yeah, then you can gain some control. So let's look at, I'm just going to pull That to up. me is the advantage of, of having a birth chart and looking at it yeah. and getting a sense of it, is that it's, it's the nearest thing you can do to uh, get some perspective on yourself. Because exactly. when it's happening on the inside, it's really hard to see, but when exactly. you put it out there, of you exactly so um jill took her chart as well and so this is her chart and then i will pull up her midpoint trees and let you talk about some of yours yeah there we yeah, go yeah so um yeah my my moon on the uranus uh no north north node says, yep north node midpoint um that yeah, that kind of fits with early childhood. You know, things were not exactly calm and centered in my household. And, right, and know, with so the moon that, there, that's that's your sense of safety. That's right. And so there's, there's yeah, I think there's, that came up when I was going through that um, a couple of years ago when I had 
mold poisoning from my apartment. And, you know, it was just like, I just realized at one point that I've never felt safe anywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's like embedded. I was living in this place and not realizing my home was really attacking me, you know, unbeknownst to me because I had mold and it was there and I didn't know it. And right. Uh, there yeah. Toxicity from it. And, and yeah, it, it, you know, I was going through some healing stuff uh, at, you know, my sister's place and, and it, I, you know, there was this flood at one time of just a whole lot of stuff that came up for me and, po- and a big part of it was, you know, I've just never felt safe anywhere. And that's a scary place to live, right? It is. Yeah. And so I think that that speaks to that moon. You know, you're I mean, on a snow nerd. It's, yep. it's the moon in the, in the uh, T-square too. <laughs> <laughs> in the natal chart, and, you know, opposite Mars and, and all of that, right? Yeah. So, um, but yes, you know, that sort of adds to that. Exactly. Exactly. Adds another dimension to your understanding. Uh, and at the same time, I think it opens me up to wanting to get some understanding of my emotional nature. Yes. Yeah. You know, so there's been this need to to do this kind of work and to have a a deeper grasp of, you know, why am I the way I am and who am I and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in my seventh house, so and who am I in relation to my environment, the world, other people. Yeah. You know, all of that. So, yeah. yeah. So you can add, yeah, the sign, the house, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the Neptune ones are interesting to me. Yes, because you've got quite a few of them. Because Neptune is very wired in. It's very near my ascendant. It's just a few degrees behind my ascendant. Right. And, um, yeah, I always feel like it's quite a strong influence on me (laughs) (laughs) and my ascendant is on my venus pluto midpoint so there we're again we're marrying that that personal with the very extreme yeah right so so when you fall hard you fall like yeah Uh, yeah there's an intensity there yeah I think for me, you know, and I, ha- I haven't been in a relationship for a really, 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 really long time. <laughs> I got divorced in 1985, so, yeah. Um, but I think there's, it's almost like it's too intense. There's a fear of losing myself. Right, yep. In relation to others and all that, kind of, which, of course, would be the Neptune influence as well. Yeah, and well, the, Mars, yeah, Neptune. Is, is also on the Mars, Neptune, again, personal planet and extreme outer planet right yes. trying to negotiate those two very the yin yang of who i am with these two outer planets and that's embodied in my libra ascendant right so right. trying to figure that out i think you know there's enough figuring out of what my relationship is in here without trying to add <laughs> something else deal with other people as or a partner as well because you know, we've all got to have a relationship with ourselves first. So exactly. Yeah. Again, like with the moon, it's the outer influence uh, trying to expand. You know, how do I do this personal thing as well? Yeah. Yeah, and then of course Neptune, which is near my ascendant, has all these midpoints. <laughs> Again, <laughs> Venus. Yeah. Venus, heaven, and uh, Saturn, Chiron, and Chiron. Chiron with the midheaven because Chiron and Venus are conjunct each other. 
Yeah. The ru- rulers of my Libra ascendant. Yes. Uh, and so there's the wounding, which we talked about with uh, the moon already. So yeah. again, it sort of reinforces what is already kind of known about from exactly. that. Exactly. Yes. Sometimes the universe says, I'm going to give you a lesson. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that you don't miss this lesson. <laughs> and, you and, know, and the lesson and the lesson is right there because Neptune is on that Saturn ascendant midpoint. Saturn wants you to learn the lessons, you know. Yeah. Yes, you're in this concrete reality with Neptune's there saying, Yeah, but there's a bigger picture. <laughs> you know? There's yeah. there's all the everything and that's what's really true. And it's like yeah, yeah. So again, I think there's that personal, yeah, trying to bear, trying to balance the two. Well, yeah, Libra rising. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, it's, it's and then my ascendant descendant. Oh, yeah, Mercury. Yeah, is, that I noticed that. Yeah, that kind of yeah, jumped out so at me. Trying to figure out who am I in relation to others yeah world. how you want to stand in the world and how you want to present yourself yep exactly exactly so yeah and and really the ascendant and mercury are squaring each other so that's kind of part of mm-hmm. that whole picture right so exactly it's, it's quite interesting yeah um, so i think what we can say is that um you know you you walk into your chart and there's what's obvious and then you, if you go down to this layer, it can reinforce, it can point out something that might not be obvious in what you first see. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, kind of, yeah, it's like peeling the onion. You get different layers of yeah. meat, different uh, associations and, and how these energies are, because everything is connected. Yes. Even yeah. if you have no, you know, no aspects between two planets, doesn't mean they're in the same chart. Exactly. You know? Exactly. <laughs> in relationship, but yeah. not are in an obvious relationship, and you know, again, that's where transits can trigger something that you don't have a, an aspect between those planets, but yeah. you get a transit midpoint of them, and suddenly those two planets need to talk to each, each other. other yes and you have to figure out how am I going to do that yeah, yeah. so um given that um I put our two charts together uh, to see what midpoints they are and so what I've got up on the screen now uh if you're following along is I have Jill's chart on the center I have my chart on the outside and so then I went looking for what kind of midpoints do we have? And so the first one that jumped out at me was we have Jupiter and Uranus. Okay, so Jill's Jupiter and her Uranus equals my Jupiter North Node. So ergo, literally what we're doing here. You know, uh-huh. we are teaching Jupiter, uh, Uranus, something that's not typical. Uh, and we're sharing it, North Node, you know, um, excessively, maybe, North Node. But <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to share anyway. <laughs> uh, so spirited and witty companion. I like that business partnership. And uh, I don't know if you recall, but remember back in the day we tried doing... Uh, I do. <laughs> yeah, we tried publishing, uh, like helping people to self-publish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
And so this is what happens when one person's planet hits another person's midpoint. So uh, the next one I noticed was Saturn equals Mars Neptune. Okay, so she's triggering in me feelings of inferiority. <laughs> I'm not as good as she is. No. <laughs> Wait, who's who's triggering your Saturn your Saturn hits my Mars Neptune so yeah so let's uh let me annotate this just so that we can see it because we have time where did the duel go (gasps) there's a drawing tool so her Saturn which is here okay that's that's you oh that's me right Right, so the other way around, your Saturn. Oh, yeah, and here it is. It's really obvious. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's uniting these two folks, yeah. And so that particular combination can produce feelings of inferiority, misdirected energy, weak will, and could create problems. So, you know, I have to every once in a while, and I've noticed this one, actually, um, and I have to go, no, no. No, you just get over yourself. (laughs) 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 But people will do that, you know, and you love them dearly. And yet you go, wow, she has access to that button. Okay, just know that that's all it is. I'm just trying to straighten you out. (laughs) Well, exactly, you know. Okay, so the next one we have is her Mercury. So let's get rid of that. At the bottom. Right, so her Mercury right here, yeah. Your Mercury is, oh, no, that's the, come on, I want the drawing tool. No, I want the drawing tool. Give me the drawing tool. Okay, don't give me the drawing tool. Okay, so Mercury here is at the midpoint of my Venus ascendant. So this is a square because here's here's my Venus. And here, oh no, yeah, it's the 90 degrees. So it creates the T-square, literally, yeah. uh, to your Mercury. Okay, so let's have a conversation. Let's exchange thoughts. Wow, you know, like, yeah, obviously. And your north node is conjunct my Mercury, so that adds. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's a good combination. So then I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have totally opposite perspectives in that I have the Libra rising, you have the Aries rising. Yeah, Aries and the same degree basically. So yeah, we just bring a different. You know, it's it what works for me it's the libra thing yeah you're the opposite right yeah yeah and and i enjoy that too um and uh you know hopefully you the audience (laughs) can take something (laughs) from this as well we hope (laughs) okay so the next one that i did uh i'm gonna have to stop sharing because the tool is just like messed up so is I thought, well, um, you can also do midpoints between countries. So here we have Canada and the US. And so we have Canada on the inside and we have the US on the outside. And of course, we're both Cancerian nations, but we have, you know, the planets were in very different places. Uh, when you know each of these countries came into being interesting that they have the mcic across our ascendant descendant yes yeah 
Yeah, exactly. They do. Yeah. Okay. So some of the midpoints that we have between uh, the U- so the U.S.'s moon plays, a, you know, has quite a few actually, and so it's up there in Aquarius, whereas our moon is in um, Gemini. Now they do trine each other, so lots of people get um, the two country peoples. You know, like. Oftentimes, Canadians will be called Americans when they're abroad and vice versa. Um, ergo, back in the day when you and I were, you know, of the generation that did travel, people like literally put flags on their backpacks so that we would not be identified with our neighbors. Yep. <laughs> no, no well. we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, so with negotiations between the two countries right yes yeah and so look at this one we have their moon is on our ascendant mc midpoint ah Ah, so what i interpreted that is is we need to be clear about who we are uh, because they'll not see us as separate and that is so true right you know like sometimes americans will come up here and they'll be like well why do you have this money I've literally seen that in shops, you know, an American tourist comes in and they, you know, somebody says, oh, I'm sorry, we don't take that. And they're like, what? You know, (laughs) like, don't you have the same money as we? (laughs) No, (laughs) you're in a different country. (laughs) Yeah. So the next one that I noticed was Ascendant equals Saturn MC. Okay, so... Um, the way they want to present themselves to the world, they want us to share. Um, or how would how would you see this ascendant Saturn MC? So in the things it talks no. about inhibited growth um, and placing us in unfortunate conditions is kind of how I interpret it. Sharing anxiety. Well, I, I think I think the, their ascendant on our Saturn midheaven. Uh, well, especially if you look at the actual, their Saturn on our descendant. Yes, exactly. I yeah, think there's, that's, there's yeah. some issues around control there. Maybe. Yeah, and yeah. And to have the upper hand with that Saturn aspect to the descendant. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, all you have to do is compare militaries. We have, yeah, you know, five yeah. soldiers and, to their five million and yeah. 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 And so I think, you know, they're, they, they are, you know, wanting to somehow control how we project ourselves out there in the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so the other one we have is their north node, which is down here, um, is equals our moon Venus. So how can that be? That can't be. Uh, no. It must be an indirect one must be a square yeah can it be a square yeah it can be a square okay no that doesn't make sense oh mars uranus north node equals mars uranus there i got it wrong okay so here's mars uh or uranus and here's mars and so their north or their north node sits on that okay so Yeah. yeah and um so basically, sudden events shared. So of course, 9-11, where all of a sudden we had whacks of incoming airplanes landing and yeah. Um, yeah. And so mm-hmm. extraordinary enterprises. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also their north node is on our Mercury. So. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, there's that working together, communicate, yeah. you know, sharing ideas kind of thing. Yeah. Which there is. Um, and of course, this also means the sun, because their sun Uranus is, or our sun Uranus is conjunct. So also that north node is also on our Mars sun. Uh, so good fellowship, succeed in teamwork, and unfortunately, fighting together, you know, so we participate in just yeah. about all of their wars, which is kind of too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the other one we have is their Mars, which is down here, uh, sits obviously uh, between Moon Venus, right? Yeah. Right here, yeah. It's right in between that midpoint. Yeah, and it's really aspecting both. Yes, exactly. Ties them together. And yeah. so they have an instinctive approach to us. And I almost thought, you know, are they... Uh, imposing and in some ways this is our third house and so you know uh, Canadians have taken major pains at trying to separate their overwhelming cultural influence from our own right oh, so yeah. ca can con you know it has to have Canadian content well if it happens in the states it happens here I mean yeah we we get their media we get yes you know, yeah. propaganda i mean we exactly get their propaganda they get, uh, yeah. in terms of information which again is that no their north node on our mercury it's yeah you know and you know that saturnian stuff they're kind of controlling the message so. yes yeah and so we have to take pains to and again th their moon on our ascendant uh mc midpoint we really do have to you know emphasize our separation in that you know yeah. like we are our own thing which isn't necessarily all that healthy but still it's our issues are our issues thank you very much <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no I, I yeah i mean i don't think i think in many ways we don't we have a hard time feeling separate from them yes we do yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, and of course we have neptune right on our ascendant natally so it's our identity is a difficult thing for us to be yeah. clear on anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so exactly. Even if we weren't right next door to the behemoth. <laughs> and their Saturn is opposing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. like, well, we'll just tell you how to see yourselves. <laughs> That's all. And so, you know, with the sort of Neptune, la, 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 who am I kind of thing, that's probably pretty easy for them to pull off, right? Uh, yes, yeah. They. That's not fair, though. <laughs> well, no. They have an unfair advantage over us. Yeah, they do, and they're older. They're like a big, big brother beating up. On us. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, they do. They they've been around longer. They can. Yes, that's true. Yeah. You know, they've yeah. been doing this longer, and they've. They know the game better than we do. Well, they invented the game, so yeah. yeah. And they make and, up the rules as they go along. And they are, you know, also recognized as the power in the world. We yeah. aren't. No, you no, know, we aren't. We are. No, because we're never going to have that military might that they have, and all of that. So yeah, you know, that's you know, and I don't think military might makes you powerful personally, but. There is a perception that it does. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
So yeah. the other one that they have um, is their Venus equals our uh, moon, moon Uranus. So these guys are tied together with their Venus, right? right. So that creates deep attachments, which it does, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it does trigger to some a self-willed expression to demand that we are separate, right? Venus equals moon Uranus. So, yeah, it's like... Well, and, uh, and the Uranus and the IC and the sun are yeah. all one. So yeah. if you can't separate those energies, no, right? No, no. So that's quite a little combo. It, and it's all about fourth house moon as well. Yes. The natural yeah. ruler. I mean, it's the ruler of that. Yeah. And we do. We have a common heritage. I mean, our colonialism yeah. is shared, right? That, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I think, again, it's just, um, and they, it's kind of like, they don't have to do a lot to, to wield things. They can do it nicely. Because <laughs> Venus is very nice. It can, we'll yeah. Just, we'll just be your partner. We'll help you. <laughs> And we'll help ourselves through well, that. To, yeah. Turn on the descender, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Not yeah. such a gentle energy. No, it isn't. It isn't. But that's the corporate thing, right? Yeah. 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 Corporate control. It's the corporate colonialism. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's definitely what it is now, for sure. You know, it's, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's a, yeah interesting uh, to look at how we affect one another. Yes. Okay, so the other thing with midpoints, and I think I'm just going to scroll back up to, well, I'm probably going to have to, so maybe not, maybe if I close that. Oh, yes, I got the mouse back. Yay. So let's go back up to, well, we can use your chart. So the other thing that you were talking about was, of course, transits to midpoints. And mm. I, I got thinking about that, and I thought, you know, when you're scanning ahead in your own chart for the year ahead, you would want to take particular notice of where all the planets during that course of that year, where they're going to be stationing. And if they, oh, yeah. if they are going to station on a midpoint that you have in your own chart, uh, because that would obviously add uh, a level of intensity to that particular transit. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, I, haven't, I haven't actually looked to see on mine what the I I very quickly looked at my own, and then I also looked at um, whether or not my solar return chart, because that's one of the pieces that I'm like big time studying right now. And I got to tell you uh, that Abu Mashar from eighth century Baghdad, he was onto something. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Like, um, so what you do is, and of course, you could add midpoints into this. So you cast your solar return, and yeah. then you look at you look at the two, the your natal chart and the solar return chart, and then you see what patterns are being recreated, right? Oh yeah. And in the study group that I belong to, I did an example of Madonna. So catch this. In Madonna's chart, she has Saturn squaring the moon, 
Uh, Saturn is in her fourth house. The moon is in her ascendant. Uh, she has Virgo rising. Saturn is in Sag, right? So she was born with that. When she marries the first time, Sean Penn, she has Mars Mercury conjunct the sun and the moon is squaring Saturn again. Okay, so that marriage, you know, dies on the vine. Next time she marries, um, Guy Ritchie or something, I think is the guy's name. Guess what? In her solar return for the year that she marries, Mercury, Mars, again, conjunct, again. Okay, so, and in the first time, it was a new moon that Mercury and Mars were conjunct the sun, and it was a new moon. In her second marriage, Mars, Mercury, conjunct again, conjunct the sun, but it's a full moon this time, and, and the moon is, tr it's trining, it's not squaring, it's trining that Saturn again. You know, it's just like, how how can this be how can this be the no, synchronicity is just wild i often find that that the timing of the universe just i go wow exactly <laughs> exactly you know, like you couldn't you couldn't orchestrate this if you tried because no no <laughs> and yet wow there it is it's there like, it is yep yep <laughs> There we are. You know, this is this is the time. This is when it's happening. And it's like, okay. Yeah. 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 It's quite astonishing. Yeah. It is. It is. And yeah. so the other um you know, so of course now I'm I'm looking at uh you know, I'm gonna have to go back through some of my solar returns just to see, mm. you know, because obviously I've had one or two significant things in my life. And um, you know, just to look at okay, so what piece is being triggered in that year does it match up with the solar return etc cetera, etc cetera. but i'm also thinking too with this whole midpoint thing that um that particular chart your solar return chart could very easily add another layer of information if it's hitting any of your midpoints from your natal chart right that would be well and for me the uh, that i have the saturn you're in a square in my natal chart mm-hmm and of course, we're having that again now in different signs, obviously, but it's hitting first. It was all, all about my moon. Now it's all about my sun. So exactly. exactly. So yeah, so th this year for you, uh, no matter what your solar return, will have that echo in it. Definitely. Yeah. 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 You yeah. can't help but notice patterns and yeah, that's one of the things I find interesting when doing families. Yes. The, the patterns that show up in families are fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. had that with uh, an unusual uh, stellium scenario in my first marriage. Um, my mother-in-law had like, and this was just the way I would speak it, 57 planets in Libra. And then she has a grandson who has 57 planets in Virgo. Right. And then he has a son and he has, he literally has sun, moon, um, Pluto, Saturn, Mercury. I don't know if Venus is there or not. All in Scorpio. Oh, right. Wow. So that, that stellium phenomena, grandmother, grandson 
son. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. Uh, I, I've noticed that in families that you get these repeating patterns and yep. it's, it's always fascinating. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, um, I don't know if we really, and I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to be able to use my little sign because we have time, but we could, <laughs> we could, we could uh, move on to, is there anything exciting happening this week? We've got, uh, where are we at? I guess the next event is the full moon. Hey? It would be. And I'm just trying to see where that is. And I'm not seeing it. Yeah. So we will, I think we will do composites next week. Yeah. Or do you want to do sinistry first? Uh, I think the, the synastry would be good. Okay. And how do you want to approach that? Do you want to just do, um, you know, are the suns happy or the moon? I mean, that's typically the way I do it, but that might not be your process. I don't know yet. I'll have to have a look and see. It helps to pick out some charts to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so if... I'll, I'll let you come up with the outline and you can send it to me. <laughs> I'll be just coming back from the boat, uh, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully all in one piece and not, you know, cooked in my little rubber. No, it's not a rubber boat. It's a plywood that boat. But yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be good. And hopefully the guy, I have a guy uh, for folks that are out there listening that uh, has built himself a plane, uh, not to be recommended uh, for any wives out there. Just, you know, if the guy comes home one day and says, honey, I think I want to build a plane, you'd basically just say no. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're into stress and anxiety and all the rest of it. Yeah. Anyway. Full moon is next weekend. Oh, so just as we're going to... Actually, actually next Friday. Oh, oh yes, there it is. There it is. And, and there's there's a... And for some places, depending on where you are, I mean, for Europe, it's the Saturday. And Saturday is actually the day of a worldwide freedom rallies. And oh, okay. And the full moon is an Aquarius full moon. So I think that's kind of timely. Apropos, very apropos. Yeah, especially with this uh, Saturn-Uranus thing going on. So. And, and we also have, oh no, that's me personally. So I should speak out. Uh, Mercury conjunct uh, my Uranus on that Saturday. Yeah. yeah, so I should like speak my mind. I should. <laughs> I should do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, that's squaring my Venus. Yeah, Venus Saturn. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay, so I I think we've got a wrap. I do believe. Yeah, I'm actually going to be able to you know like um, go out on my theme music, which we we haven't done in weeks, maybe even months. <laughs> Normally, we're like fighting to get to the very end, and one of us is cutting the other one off, and you know, going, "Oh, we have to wrap up now." And but well, I think we, we always have a lot to say. There's just always so much we can look at, and yes. it's easy to go off on tangents. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we get excited about this stuff. We it do. Is we do. <laughs> okay, so folks, but um, I think we can bid you adieu, Joe. 
thank you for right. ever, ever, always thank you. Thank you for being well, my partner in crime. Always yep. good time. <laughs> Talk to you later. <laughs> okay. You take care. Bye. And to you folks, uh, just a reminder, you have been uh, listening to Astrology Today on CJMP 90.1 FM. Powell Rivers Community Radio Station, and we will see you next week. Take care, have fun. Bye. The recording has stopped.